Alrighty guys, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Megabyte Podcast. I am your co-host, Squeamish Cactus. And I'm Pivu. If you missed any of the prior podcasts, be sure to check us out of the Megabyte Podcast. You can now listen to each podcast simply by going to anchor.fm forward slash Squeamish Cactus. That's all one word. Or you can simply go to Spotify.com and search the word the Megabyte Podcast in the search bar. Be sure to hit a follow too as well. We'd appreciate that. It gives out the... The word, if you word, not the bird, if you word. But, you know. mm, no, none of that <laughs> no, cactus. <laughs> none of that stuff, please. <laughs> but it's another week closer to Halloween, and you know what that means. Mm-hmm. More spooky stuff. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yes, we are going to be talking about some of the awesome, most haunted of places in the lower 48 i would think it is the lower 48 maybe it's all the states so maybe i'll retort in the united states of america the most haunted places in america that is the first top of the hour here so let's go through this beautiful list man this is exciting i'm excited oh my goodness want to start us off with one or should i start us off with one because i uh, do you remember where we left off last? i don't remember somewhere it might have been idaho or it might have been hawaii if you're in the loo or if you're getting laid there you're in hawaii i remember doing the hawaii one or are you in vegas whatever happens in vegas stays in vegas, in vegas. well let's be a potato a dub dot and we'll drop down to the ohio <laughs> the old idaho way the old Idaho Penitentiary. Try saying that backwards. Now, listen to this. This is really cool. It was built in 1872. It was closed okay. for nearly 50 years. Today, it's a full-stop tourist attraction. Not like Alcatraz, per se, but you can tour the place, see where prisoners were held. They had solitary. They had uh, the gallows. They even had... Now, I don't know if your state has it or not. Some states do have the, quote-unquote, death penalty which is scary. I'm not sure if we do still or not. It's a funny story with my state. We had it. We didn't have it. We had it. We didn't have it. Yeah, it happened, but we didn't have it. It was one of those things, but yes, uh, it's fairly haunted. This place is haunted as hell. A lot of people say it's pretty largely by the prisoners who helped build and ended their life sentences in the very walls that were erected. So you imagine that. You're a prisoner, you built this place that you are going to be imprisoned in, then you die there because you're a lifer. I think that would be the most horrific experience to be a lifer. Yeah, I I couldn't imagine a life sentence. Yeah. I I, I just, I, I couldn't, mm-mm. <clears throat> it would be one of those weird things, you know, it would be... Uh, it would. It'd be really odd and you, it, it, to, to be one of those kind of people that are are stuck forever at a place but don't be like that you know what i mean don't don't stay out of trouble stay exactly that's the word i'm looking for <laughs> and respect to, to you know idaho is the world's largest potato you know where they have the they have the world's largest potato you can't get that idaho kind of experience potatoes so if you're a dabada you would love it you know? well how about we head to illinois to the old Juliet prison I hope I said that right. Juliet. Oh, Juliet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Juliet, Juliet. They sound French. Okay, so it's a gothic castle-like prison. Okay. Now, it is... It's a prison complex, so it's not just one building. It's a whole series of buildings. 
mm-hmm. that once was, and I cannot stand this part. Okay. It, that's where John Wayne Gacy, the murder clown. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's where he, he was living. Oh, that's where he, the prison he was put in, as well as Richard Spake. Speck? 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 Yeah. Another known serial killer. Now, there was riots, slayings, executions, and other stuff that made this place kind of like Oz. Like the Wizard of Oz? Yeah, like all the crazy stuff that Oh, the Midwestern Oz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I know it. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Between 1856 and 2002. So that's... That's 19 years ago. 2002 was only 19 years ago. Which isn't that long ago. It's not. But it closed its doors in 2002 and sat abandoned for almost 20 years. Mm-mm-mm. And now it it's reopened for paranormal tours. And sometimes they even host like movie events and screenings there. Blues Brothers was filmed there. Which I was just going to say, if you ever seen a scene, because it sounded kind of familiar, the more you talked about it, mm-hmm. the more I remember seeing that in, in the Blues I love the Blues Brothers, the original. Yes. Have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. Oh! I, I've seen the Blues Brothers come here and perform. Really? In Orlando. Do 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 do. Oh, it's such a, oh my goodness. You'll see a variety of people in that show. Like, there's big there's Stevie Wonder's in there. Um, Aretha Franklin's in there. Mm. Ah, the gentleman who did the um, uh, uh, Scooby-Dee-Dee-Dee-Dee-Dee. Ah, I can't think of his name. The Scat Man. Good stuff in that. <laughs> Good stuff, ma'am. I, I definitely would go up there because Illinois isn't too, too far. I mean, if even without, like, hauntings, this place just looks scary. But, you know. Right. You throw in the potential for serial killer specters. <laughs> Murder clown John Wayne Gacy. Imagine that. Like a serial no, clown. No, I don't want to. Hi, hi, hi. No. Coming to get you. No. Cactus? No. Oh. No. Okay. Well, let's go side by side, shall we? Let's go to the Hoosier State. The Hoosier State, Indiana. I've been in Indiana. I've, I've, been I've there lived there. I've traveled through it. I've traveled through many parts of it, but there's this little town called Avon. Uh, there's plenty of like estates and inns and stuff that are haunted in Indiana. It seems like the old corn area, corn holios. It's a pretty, pretty haunted. Pl- I mean, think about it. There's really nothing to do in Indiana. Uh, if you're on the farms, it's just there hills. Is absolutely <laughs> nothing to do in Indiana. Nothing. <laughs> There's a little skin crawling outside a big city. Head to the sleepy bedroom community of Avon, Indiana, home to one of the nation's creepiest looking haunted bridges. Now, this decrepit looking concrete railroad span looks as old as the pyramids and sports an undeniably sinister air. Especially if you drive beneath it at night. If you care to park and poke around. Oh, the hillbillies. <clears throat> say you might encounter the ghost of a weeping widow woman. I should say a weeping woman. 
whose child was killed on the railroad tracks or a drunken worker who fell into a load of wet construction concrete and is said to be entombed into the bridge itself. Now, didn't they say something like that with Hoffa? He was supposed to be buried in either under Tiger Stadium up there in Detroit, Michigan, or he was supposed to be under the I-94 road, the freeway there in Michigan. Then he was supposed to be buried in Chicago, and I don't know. They, they've never found his body. But if you're, uh, if you're a killing for a bridge, then you should definitely go to Avon, Indiana. That's the bridge where supposedly you'll see a lady. What's wrong with people and their kids being killed? It just back in those days and railroads and stuff. Kids don't pay attention when they're on the railroad tracks. I know I didn't when I was a kid. But you know what a choo-choo horn sounds like. It's loud and... Yeah. Yeah. But little kids are hard to see on the tracks. That is true. I mean, you figure you're the height of it, the angle, the pitch. Then you have those uh, cow things. What do you call that thing? And it covers the front of the thing to cow pusher or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. To... Yeah, I don't know. It'd be kind of crazy. But that's what happens out there in good old Indiana. Fun fact. Mm. Where I used to live in Indiana mm-hmm. was probably less than an hour away from that really yep straight mm. up i-70 i thought you were going to say you live near the children of the corn or something i mean it kind of looked <laughs> like it i'm not gonna lie to you there it looked like it <laughs> but no i lived about an hour away from avon indiana and let me tell you something we went to a theme park one time up there mm-hmm. so he was still a baby or no, I think I was still pregnant with Zoe at the time. They got some creepy back roads. We were coming sure. back, and it was dark. We were coming back from Santa Claus, Indiana. I'm hey. not even joking. That's we have the a, name of the town. We have a hell, and we have a climax, and a paradise. So I'm with you on these weird names. <laughs> no but kidding. Look it up. You'll see. We, we came... GPS took us a totally different way than what we came in to go home. And mm-hmm. we'd went over a one-lane bridge in the pitch black with no street lights around. And we were driving on back roads in between cornfields that were six foot high. It was scary. Ooh. Scary wow. stuff. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That's some scary stuff. I know I've been to <clears throat> I've been in a few places myself. I I got some definite travel yardage of going to different parts of the country here in the U.S. It's pretty scary stuff, man. When you're in Indiana in particular, if, even if in rural, middle of rural America, there's a lot of different things. It's spooky. It's uh, I don't know. There's something about those rolling hills over there too. It's just, it's, it's a whole different thing when you're in the the middle of America than the coast. A lot of people don't realize it either. Mm -mm, mm -mm, It's two mm -mm. totally different worlds. Mm -mm -mm. That's in Indiana. Mm -mm. Well, how about we go to another I? I? Oh, I, sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. How about Iowa? We've got the... Villisca Axe Murder House. Jesus. 
Okay, so this place you can actually stay the night. Okay, I'm in. Oh. <laughs> For a truly one of a kind night away, book in at the Velisca Murder House, mm. the aptly named home where eight people were axe murdered in their sleep back in 1912. What? 1912. Jesus Christ. That's that's a long time ago. Eight and people. Eight people, and the case is still unsolved. How do you butcher eight people and still can't figure out who did it? Unless it was one of those things where the person butchered those people and then turned around and butchered themselves? Oh, that would be a hell of a way to go. Oh, man. I mean... It's feasible, it's possible, but... It is, it's very possible. Oh, God, I think that would be the one of the whole, most horrific so, things. The case is unsolved, but the main suspect was a traveling... Okay, this one's gonna blow your mind. Okay. It was a traveling minister. <laughs> well, Jeebus. at a nearby church that night and left town the next morning. Ooh, your probable cause in... Oh, wow. Yeah. So they, they do tours and overnight stays that are offered in the very rooms that were the scene of the bloody massacre. They, uh, why? Why not? I mean, I, I would, I would definitely go. I mean, exactly. So don't ask why. <laughs> I for hey, people like you. I literally now get this. This is the truth. Lizzie Borden, obviously the ex murderer. There you go. I literally stayed in her bed. I literally slept in the same bed she slept. Also, her sister as well too. I slept in the same exact bed as those two, which is it, which is kind of creepy. But I mean, that was an axe murderer back in eighteen hundreds, right? Late eighteen hundreds, and that yeah. town is so it's so weird. But again, it's the perfect storm because you have a minister, possible suspect, a person who was a traveling minister of all things, a traveling minister, minister. So you wouldn't think anybody would hurt anybody if you're the power of you know you you live under God, right? right so you're the innocent one you know but i praise god i would never do anything demeaning your the perfect storm right probably, there probably that's probably why it's still unsolved yeah because the church probably swept it underneath the rug too you know exactly mm -mm -mm -mm. speaking of stuff let's still stay in that little area kansas and i'm not talking about toto or the wizard of oz but there is a cemetery called Stall, S-T-U-L-L, which is a kind of interesting one. It's a tiny little cemetery that's unincorporated in the township of Kansas Township, also known as Stall. Uh, it's a portal of hell that the devil comes through twice a year, not once, but twice. Ooh, it has an outlandish, as that sounds, the ruins of a church and a bizarre architectural structures there will have you half-believing the rumors, foo-foo. There's no satanic sightings that have been confirmed, but that only makes it a more appearing, appealing dare for the jumpy teens and the courageous stoner. Wait, courageous stoners have to go? I'm sorry, but... What is... I think they're saying courageous stoners because you get high, you don't give a damn what happens to you. <laughs> Oh, dude! You just don't. You you're gone. You're in a whole another world. You don't care. 
So this, okay, so this kind of makes me think, because, you know, some cemeteries are indeed haunted. Not all of them to oh, a degree, yeah. but they do have some degree of hauntedness no matter what it is. But mm-hmm. there's really no definition why they say the devil comes out twice a year there. Maybe because of the way it looks, there's a ruined, down in the area, there's a church that's, I guess, you know, in, sh- in shutter or whatever. But but they say the, there's since there's no satanic worshiping or there's been no sightings i'm kind of on the fence with that one i mean i would love to go check it out but you know i mean yeah except for the fact that it's a private cemetery yeah that's true a lot of them are i mean a lot of times if you see postings you know it's unless you got permission do not go into a cemetery at night if it's a 24 hour seven days a week open to the public you are allowed to go in there no matter Mm -hmm. what but yep. they will hound you, though, you know, if you do go in there in those places. Mm-mm-mm. Well, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> Let's move on to Kentucky. Get Let's go Kentucky, bluegrass state, full of mountains I can't stand. Chicken. <laughs> I've been there. I've been to the original. <laughs> okay, so. This That's is funny. called the Sauerkraut Cave Bless in you. Louisville. The Sauerkraut Cave. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it got its name because it was once used as an aid used as a cave to age sauerkraut. But there is something far more sinister fermenting here. <laughs> oh, I see what you cave. did there. <laughs> <laughs> sauerkraut Cave earned its legend because it was located beneath Lakeland Asylum for the Insane. What? Wait a minute. For Lakeland Asylum for the Insane? Yes. It was located beneath the Lakeland Asylum for the Insane, an institution marred by accusations of overcrowding and mistreatment of patients. See, a lot of times that happens. A lot of times those places were either overfilled with people you have a headache? Oh, you got to go into the insane asylum. Are, are you? Are, did you burp sideways? Oh, you got to go into the insane asylum. It's it was absolutely crazy. How the hell you burp sideways? <laughs> you never burp sideways before? No. <laughs> uh, I just burp sideways. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, the cave beneath the now raised asylum is believed to have been an occasional escape route for the inmates. But there was also rumors of bodies being buried there. Ooh. Strange visions and ghostly voices have been reported by many who have explored it. Um, find it behind the archery range in E.P. Tom Sawyer's Park. Guided tours are offered there, but you can use your own judgment. If you right. see if you experience anything. I mean, you have a cave. You have all this stuff. You have insane, you know, people, patients that were insane uh-huh. that were treated there. Accusations. The possibility of people being buried there. I mean, they had to have buried those people. I mean, you yeah. and I both have seen enough ghost shows oh God, yeah. that confirm that they mistreated their people there. Yeah. A lot of times they mistreated the patients. And they also would bury them there or burn them there. It's like, so, yep. I mean, 
I'll tell you the short one. In my state, there's one one insanitary asylum, I guess you could say it's a asylum. It's closed, but they now rent it out to people to actually live. So the general public lives there as apartments, right? Each room is Oh in hell no. Let me I'm tell sorry. you. It's it's huge, number one. I interviewed some of the people around there too, and they said, Yeah, we've heard some knocks and this stuff and voices and stuff, but you know, they didn't care, I guess, who shits. But let me tell you, it is creepy as hell because I've seen things move. There was one area where in particular it looked like a, a wheelchair just started moving on its own for a very brief second, but it moved. Oh, no. It sounded, oh, it gets better. There's the ladies' uh, area, the ladies' part of the ward, if you will, where the ladies only were. They have the um, metal fencing or metal wire over the windows. Yeah. So that way people wouldn't jump to their deaths. You know, Iron bars. There you go. And it sounded like somebody was just bang, 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 banging at it real loud. I mean, it, it scared. And there no. was nobody up there. No, uh, I would GTFO <laughs> very fast. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's get holy, shall we? And let's go south where it's warm and, and beautiful. Now, this is one well, area. Well, not this time of year. <laughs> This time of the year, this place is rocked. It is like a hurricane. <laughs> rocked it like a hurricane. Nice. You're you're good for some jokes today. You're doing good. I like it's that. the lack of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> See, folks, that's what happens. This is called Saint Roche or Saint Rock Chapel. It's Yellow Fever Shrine. Believe it or not, this is in New Orleans. Good old New Orleans. You ever been to New Orleans? I have not. I bucket would like list. to know one day. But... Right, write it on your bucket list right now. It's not too, too far away from me. You need to check. go. There you go. So check it out. Back in the 19th century, ladies and gentlemen, yellow fever swept New Orleans. It swept a lot of parts of the U.S., including even up further north, too. But it was a big, major thing that swept across the, the 1800s. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yellow fever. There was a Reverend Peter Thevis. I'm probably saying his last name wrong, but forgive me, Father. He was a pastor of the Holy Trinity Catholic Church, and he had a plan. He prayed to the Saint Roche, who is mostly identified with good health and live in healing, I guess. So Saint Roche must have been a figure. You know how it is, like they have Father Casey, Salinas, um, you know, all these different fathers and stuff. So what happened was uh, he prayed to this this person or to the statue asking for good health and healing, asking for a member of his, uh, of his parish to be shielded from this disease and promising to build a shrine for the saint in gratitude. So you do this for me. I promise you, I will build you a shrine. Mm -hmm. Sadly, 40,000 New Orleanians died. Try saying that a couple times fast. Mm-hmm. No one in the community perished under Father Thevis, though. Now, that's interesting. 40,000 people died from it there in New Orleans. And not one of his community. Not one of his community members. Even today, today people who visit their chapel say they leaving they leave offerings around the shrine among the artifacts, including children's. Now, this is weird. Now, not weird, but interesting. They would leave polio braces that are kid children's polio braces. Crutches, rows of prosthetic legs, plaster feet, false teeth, and fake eyeballs. You heard me. 
Yes, they leave that as oh, as uh, artifacts what, for what? offerings. The braces, crutches, rows of prosthetic legs, plaster of feet, I guess it's just like an imprint, false teeth, and fake eyeballs. So I'm assuming... Okay, so, I, I see a picture <laughs> that's got... I, I did not understand what this picture was before you read that, but... Now that you've read that off, I'm seeing a lot of the things that you were talking about. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, Jesus, yes. Like the false teeth. Oh, the my God. Crutches, the prosthetic legs. The dentures in the background. It has the uh-huh. word tags. <laughs> I, I, that's kind of creepy. It makes you wonder if it that is just haunted on its own. Just just bring I it in mean, your leg. Just bring in all your you know. You got grandma's teeth. Come on in. <laughs> that's uh, kind of kind of crazy. But hey, I mean, if the guy, this Reverend Peter Thevis, back in the eighteen hundreds, man, if it wasn't for him, this shrine wouldn't be here. He built it because it shielded him and his followers, in theory. That they didn't die from the yellow fever that swept New Orleans, but 40,000 people who weren't there, unfortunately, perished. Well, that's interesting, to say the least. Uh-huh. How about How about we go as far northeast as you can get in the United States? Way right up, up there, there huh? In Maine. Lobster. Oh, God, yes, please. No, thanks. Give me. (laughs) I've been to Maine. It's kind of interesting. I'd like to go, but I also don't like the cold. It is a very interesting state. People are very fast drivers. The only reason why I went there is because Massachusetts doesn't have uh, casinos, and Maine has one, and I wanted to look for this casino. So we kind of went into... To, uh, to Maine just to look for. I didn't go too too far into it though, because there's the road is so weird. You're like you can only get off every like ten miles or something, like the highway. So, jeez. Oh, and, and but ironically enough, my my hotel was right off this one exit, and it was impossible to get back around because you'd have to turn around, and go all the way back around. Uh-huh. Waste of gas, and it was getting to be dark too, which is even worse because there wasn't any streetlights. It was kind of confusing. Oh. And to boot, they had construction. <laughs> so why not throw, they did. throw all those freaking wrenches in there? Go ahead, throw them all in there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, talk about Maine. I want to hear this. All one. right, we're gonna go to Bangor, Maine, mm. to Mount Hope Cemetery. Okay, so first off, Stephen King grew up in Maine. Awesome. It's no surprise knowing that he grew up in Maine that part of Pet Cemetery was shot there. The oh, oh. the original cemetery. Okay, okay. The 1989 Pet Cemetery adaptation was shot there. For extra scares, watch the movie before night a nighttime stroll through this creepy 181-year-old cemetery. 181 years old. Yes. And see if you can find the spot where Gage was buried. Now, Gage is the little boy that was hit on the road. Mm -mm -mm. Now, 
on the way to where that scene was shot, you will see some of the first Civil War monuments ever constructed. Really? Grave <clears throat> markers that date back to 1836. Ooh. Ooh. And if that's not scary enough, Bangor right. is also the location of Stephen King's house. Really? Fronted by wrought iron gates decorated with bats. With bats to boot. Mm. Yeah, oh, come on. Come on, Steven. I mean, come on. Damn, both, that's really cool. Both the cemetery and Stephen King, the Stephen King home, are part of several Stephen King tours that you will find around Bangor. I mean, if you, you know that cemetery is haunted when it's been around for 181 years. He had to be inspired by it, so I mean, he must have had something. I mean, he, happen if he to grew him. up there, yeah, he knew something was up, so it had to inspire him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like for me, if I were to write a book or if I were to write horror books, a series, yeah. or even movies, I would base it around things you know that I know that I knew. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, you grew up around. Like I know the city that I grew up in. There was some odd entities of this and that that happened in that that little town but you know oh, yes. so the stuff like that i mean it, i i would love to go there I, i've never been to bangor though i've never been up that far up i'd have to look at the map to see exactly how far it is but mm -mm -mm. and if you want to from you it's <laughs> like the poor opposite of the world man for you i mean technically for me i could just follow the east coast you could actually, yes. You could go, and if you're going that way, be sure to stop in Savannah, Georgia. You will love it. Savannah, I've Georgia. Savannah. Oh, 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 I a couple times. Go. I want to go back. Damn you, 2020. Well, to... when you make your way to Savannah, make sure you drive a little further south. <laughs> I go to you Universal Studios. I mean, I loved Universal Studios. I'm actually thinking about getting passes for Universal. Damn you. <laughs> Damn you. Let's go down a little further south from Bangor, Maine. Let's go down to Maryland. Yes. Good old Maryland. Coffin Rock, it's called. It's near, get this name, Burkittsville. Now, I've never heard of Burkittsville in my life, but... That was kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Blair Witch Project? Remember Ooh. the Blair Witch? Ooh. That, I guess, was the based movie, in that area? Yeah. The movie. Literally. I mean, a lot of people think it sucked, but I thought, I thought it was fascinating mm -hmm. and scary. I, you know, honestly, I thought it was real. I thought it was, this is how, this is how much it drew me in, how, how mm -hmm. blind I was, how much, even though it's, if you look at it today, it's like, how wow, like, this is really. Mm. How, like, intense it was when you first saw it. And the people, yeah, the people hanging in the the end and stuff, that really got to me. Like, yeah. when I got out of there, because I worked at a, I was working in a movie theater, so we got to see it before we got to show the, the shows on Thursdays. Make sure the film it. ran right. correctly. Yeah. We got to see them on Thursday, so a day before the main day of Fridays. It scared the living hell out of me. I thought it was real. Because everybody <laughs> walked, I swear to God, my employees, they just got up. And we all walked silently. You could hear a ant fart. It was so quiet when we were leaving. 
it spooked me good. I'm like, man, that's some really scary shit. I mean, because, you know, I like the paranormal stuff, but that oh, yeah. really threw me through an edge. Like, I thought it was real. Um, but if you wanted to see, okay, so we, as we know, as we were just talking about the Blair Witch Project, it was it was filmed like 20 minutes away from this Burkittsville. You would, have to go, yes. you would have to go further into what they call the Black Hills Forest, which was about 20 minutes or so west of that town. Which uh, basically, that name already sounds scary enough. Right? I mean, it does, with the name of Burkittsville and Coffin Rock, which is a flat rock near the middle of the woods where a party went. There was a search party that happened. This is going back into 1886. Jesus. So it was a Maryland search party that went missing back in 1886 while looking for an eight-year-old Robin Weaver. The kid eventually returned to town, but the search party did not. Now, they did a second attempt for it. They did a second search party, found, and they found, oh, God. They found disemboweled bodies bound at the hands and feet on this coffin rock. You know what that sounds like to me? A hell of a bad night. Well, yeah, I mean, wish I stayed that, in bed. That sounds like some kind of ritualistic shit. That sounds cultish, very much so. If you're bound and if you're like disemboweled by something, I mean, and obviously an animal's not going to disembowel you. Oh no! Unless unless oh, you no. were tied unless to the rock the and they, yeah, unless they came, the bear came over and disemboweled you while you were tied up. But uh, the, it, it also doesn't say if no, you know, yeah, it, it looks like it's ripped or cut. Those bodies, well, here's the flip, here's the flip coin of it. Those bodies were later, they vanished when the second search party returned with backup help. So that search party, they went looking for the other search party, found those bodies. They went back into town, getting more people to help them find these bodies or move these bodies. And the bodies vanished. They said it was like... A lot of it feels kind of like Blair Witch. The locals say, hmm, you know, this kind of has a local legend attributes of all this to so called Blair Witch. Which is really crazy. So I don't know, man. That's, I, that's scary. I, I, I mean, the movie itself was scary, but to see stuff like that, you know, to happen and stuff like that is just, it's just crazy. Mm. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't do woods. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen plenty of movies. <laughs> I don't do the woods. I live in the city. <laughs> <laughs> we got time for one more, I think, real quickly. And speak of, I think you know this would be the good one to go. Um, yes. If you want to do that one, sir. Then. Cactus has been here. I have been We're here. Take it over to Massachusetts with the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast. Loved it. Now, obviously, you know, there is a nursery rhyme. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Very disturbing. And for some reason, it pops into my head every so often. And now it's doing and it right it now. And then it just stuck there. Yep. But Lizzie Borden hacked her parents up with an axe back in 1892. And now they've turned the house where the crime scene was into a little B&B, a bed and breakfast. Yep. So, you get to sleep in the Borden's home, eat their last meal. Yep. Which consists of Johnny cakes, which I'm guessing are pancakes, and eggs. Mm -hmm. And 
you get to sleep in the bedroom where the body of Lizzie's stepmother was found. Now, the home is painstakingly furnished to look exactly as it did on the morning of the murders. It does. That it right truly there, does. It just throws you into the past. That's creepy enough as it is. You can take a daytime tour if you're not up for the challenge of spending the night there. <laughs> But the 175-year-old property can host up to 20 overnight guests. That's true. Yep. Mm -hmm. One of who will invariably pull out the house's Ouija board after the evening guide leaves and try to contact Lizzie. Don't do it. Mm -mm. I Okay. I will never (laughs) mess with a Ouija board in real life. Never. Yeah, I I don't recommend it. Won't do it. I've seen and have been personally watched people, things happen to people as they did it. People think, oh, it's a toy. It was by Milton Bradley. It's a a cheap toy. It's, it's, you know. It's a doorway. It's a gateway to hell. Don't do it. Simple. You don't understand. You're welcoming whatever is there. You're trying to make contact. You you don't want to go. You you don't want to open that door. No. Some seriously bad stuff can happen, and oh. has happened. And Lizzie Borden's house is very unique. The way it's set up, the way the the stairs are very narrow. I mean, I could go on and on about the theories that they think that was her that did it. She got blood on her dress. If she did, she would have dragged it up the staircase. She would have saw blood on the stairs because it's so thin. I mean, it was so many different theories of if she did it or didn't do it. But uh, by the way, Johnny Cakes, Johnny Cakes is a cornmeal flatbread that was a staple food in America. And it was uh, usually found by the Atlantic coast, Newfoundland to Jamaica. So it's more of that southern, you know, goes from the tip of the U.S. down the East Coasters. That's what ah, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then why uh, was it in Massachusetts? Well, it goes from Newfoundland all the way south. So it's basically, it's like a little, um, almost like a, a small mini bread, but it's instead of using uh, traditional flour batter, it's mm. cornmeal. So a lot of cornmeal is okay, but, you know, I wouldn't eat it if I had, if I didn't want to eat it. Just one you of those say things. cornmeal, I think of cornbread. Basically, <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same stuff here. <laughs> Uh, we are at the top of the hour, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about the unique gadgets of 2021. We talked about this uh, last week, but we get we ran out of time because there were so many of them. There is a lot. There's a lot of cool stuff. So we'll, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll do that at the top of the hour. You guys are listening to the Megabyte Podcast. We'll be right Alrighty, We are back here on the Megabyte Podcast. I am your co-host, Squeamish Cactus. We are uh, talking about various different things on the second hour today. We're going to be talking about some of the cool gadgetries of 2021. This is going to be interesting because we were talking about this last week. Now we have a little bit more to talk about because it's part duh or part two. I like some of this stuff that we were talking about. It's really interesting. Oh, yeah. And I remember exactly where we left off last time. There you go. Hit me up. I I remember reading about this. Is called the Meeting Owl Pro. Now, 
I just want to throw this out there. This thing looks cute as hell. Okay, I ain't gonna so lie. Yeah. It looks like an owl. Who? Yes. Who? <laughs> but as the world continues to work remotely and online meetings become a part of everyday life, which is still going on, mm-hmm. the tech has to step up to make the process more efficient and immersive and run smoother. And that is where this thing comes in. With the Meeting Owl Pro being a great example, it is fitted with a 360-degree camera. What? Eight microphones. And a speaker. (laughs) Robo Owl Man can hear you really well. Wow. Now it it aims to replicate like an in person meeting where you're sitting at a table. Okay, I got you. Hence the name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, with an 18 foot audio pickup radius and an automatic zoom that responds to who mm. is speaking at at the time, the camera, meaning the camera will focus on whoever it is that's speaking. So you're directing your attention to that person it's a sophisticated bit of kit that integrates with zoom slack and google hangouts and more now this cute little gadget is 999 pounds in europe and then you can get it on eBay for $829 US, Newegg.com for $999, and B&H for $999. So, we're talking almost $1,000 for this thing. Yes. But if you're a company, if you're a business company that does multiple boring meetings, we've all been there, right? We've all been in an office meeting, or at least talked to people, yes. video cam. Big popular back last year, obviously, but uh-huh. do you imagine though? I mean, this little thing is staring, staring at you, and it can hear you. If you, if what, a, what it happens? It just pops is, up. Whew. It has an eighteen-foot audio pickup radius. So if somebody, if your office is near the bathroom, it's gonna hear all those toilets flushing. I ain't gonna lie, right? It's just gonna pick that up. That's crazy, man. For a thousand bucks, you know, I guess you could give it a hoot. Right? That was a terrible joke, wasn't it? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> that was terrible. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's continue on with this. There Now, there's a thing that's called... This is a weird thing. This kind of looks like... It reminded me of immediately a like Commodore 64. <laughs> Anybody knows what the hell that is? Well, you're as old as I am. It is set to release... Now, this is the first quarter 2022. It's called the Amiga... A five hundred, so A five hundred mini will. Uh, um, oh my goodness gracious, the Amiga A five hundred mini. Basically, what it is, there's a six hundred and hundred twenty two, or also, but also featuring twenty five cl- uh, classics, including Alien Breed three D kickoff two and pinball dreams, with the option to add your own games. So, basically, I was right. It's like a Commodore sixty four. It looks like one. But I guess it runs some of the old school games that were back in the day. I don't know, the Amiga 500 or 600 and the 120. 
So that predates even me, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but that predates me, and I've never heard of this thing before. Is back... This this thing looks interesting. Okay. It looks like the best of both worlds right here. You got your your eight button precision game controller and then you have a keyboard and a mouse. So it, you know, it has I wonder if it has a roller ball. Do you remember those mouses oh that had God. the roller balls that you had to clean? You'd have to take dish soap clean you unscrew the bottom You'd of have it. To, yeah, take the bottom off, take the ball out of the track, roll it around in your hands with dish soap, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rinse it off, and you had to let it completely dry. Oh yes. Because if you didn't, you would mess up your mouse. <laughs> you would screw that bad. that mouse would be well, cat food from there on. But yes, you had to. <laughs> you would have to do it. So it's perfect for those people who are, are retro gamers, those perfect for those throwbackers, so those fans mm-hmm. that just love the old original style two-button mouse, which we still have today, but remember they were like, oh, I mean, yeah, but our mice today are more sophisticated. They are. They and have also, a scroll wheel now. <laughs> they, you know, that I was just going to say that. It's so funny you said that because the old school, they didn't. Exactly. It's just you clicked on everything and it always had that weird noise. Uh-huh. Noise, yeah. Uh, it's perfect for those throwback fans of retro gamers. There's an eight-button precision gamepad too, as well that comes with it. It's a newly engineered one. It's for the ultimate control and over the the gameplay. So over your play. So it retails. Ready for this? 119.99 euros. And an Amazon it isn't too bad actually. If you get all these games and stuff, hell, why not? It's cheaper right? than the Xbox Series S or whatever. Uh, Amazon, you can buy it. Suggested retail price is one thirty nine ninety nine at time of recording, and eBay is at one sixty six point thirty three or one hundred sixty six dollars and thirty three cents. In good old Walmart, at the staggering price where they have to make their money two hundred forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents, which is a hundred and ten dollars more than you would find on Amazon. Why? Hell, I don't know, but that's just how it is. Take the hint and just go to Amazon. Amen. (laughs) Now, I know, Cactus, you're a dog person. Love dogs. I'm just an animal person in general. Okay. So, dogs, cats, rabbits, you name it. I like it. Tigers, oh my. (laughs) Tigers are pretty. Especially white tigers. Pretty scary. (laughs) Anyway. So, this next gadget is called a Furbo dog camera a furbo dog camera gotcha yes sir i'm on the page now if you want to keep in contact with your your colleague your pug for cactus oh <laughs> you want to keep in contact with your pet while you're out of the house this full 1080p hd camera Ooh. will give you a line of sight with your pup day or night With a 160-degree wide-angle lens, four-time zoom, and infrared night vision mode, you'll be able to keep an eye on your pedigree no matter what. Oh, that'd be so cute. Now, there are a number of handy features, including a barking alert, which will send a push notification to your phone if your dog is upset. Oh, a two-way chat system that will let you speak to your pet if you need to comfort or calm them. Aww. And 
you can store about a hundred treats in the device and remotely toss them to your pet to keep them entertained with a tasty game of catch. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is just so cute. Now, see, it's a funny thing about that. <clears throat> you were saying that they they keep a um notification to your phone if your dog mm -hmm. is upset. I was yeah. on the I was on the west side of my state not too long ago last week I think it was and there was a lady who worked at a at at the the restaurant we went to and they had these big storms that there were in particular when I was at the restaurant it it was yeah. just it was it was so intense I've never seen a storm like that it literally looked like I was in a car wash and it was so foggy anyways it was storm in Norman right so the lady. You know, because we came in there, we were kind of wet. You know, the shirt was wet a little bit. And she's like, is it raining? I said, oh, man. And she's an older lady, too. Real sweetheart lady. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, it's so it, it's it's pouring its ass off out there. She's like, oh, no. She says, is it thundering or lightning? Because my little doggies will get upset. And I'm like, oh. I said, yeah, it was. A little bit. She goes, oh, I bet my dog is under the bed right now. I mean, she just started going, like, that was her fur babies. She needs one of these. She needs one of these. Yeah, she does. One for every room of her house. And it was so cute the way she was describing her little, I mean, it's like I was waiting for her to pull her wallet out and show me the pictures of uh -huh. these little babies, you know, because they were so cute sounding. <laughs> she says all the other one is just like the boss, you know, and she's just like yeah. naming off all this. Stuff. It was funny as hell. She would be the candidate, perfect candidate, candidate for that. Yes. Now, at time of recording, <clears throat> you can get this for £188.99. Now. You can also buy it from eBay, which seems to be the cheapest price right now, for $125. Chewy, the animal company, sells mm. it as well for $158.99. Mm. And Amazon also sells for $158.99. So pretty much I mean, it's eBay's not the cheapest, but mm. it's only it's only about 30 bucks difference. And and honestly, I mean that's not bad for 150 really bucks. You keep your little animals, up, you know, because I mean, come on, they're little exactly. animals. They love you, you know. They're they your take, babies. Yeah, they're your little fur babies on you know four legs. They're so cute and adorable, and it pisses me off how some people treat them. But yes. we're not gonna go down. We're not gonna go down the angry, sad way. We're gonna be up and happy on that one. Yes. Speaking of stuff, now here's one gadget. I'm. I don't think I would ever want to do. You've heard of obviously Fuji, Fuji Film and stuff, and Fuji I have apples. Fuji Film mm. camera. You do. I do. Well, the Instax, nonetheless. You have interesting. You say that. Well, <clears throat> there's a Fuji Film Instax Mini Mobile photo printer. So check this out. You can print photos and video stills directly from your smartphone. With this handy instant printer from Fujifilm. So you can literally just do it, connect it wirelessly to your device, like an iOS, your obviously that's your, you know, Apple phone or your Android, and it takes about 12 seconds to print the photo. But with a full charge allowing you to print over 100 continuous shots. There are a handful that's, of extra that's features. That's just too. churning them out, too. That's just spitting those babies out, man. There are a handful of extra features, including the party mode, which can combine images with several phones to create mystery prints. 
with the option to create a collage or insert an image into one of the 27 styles of frames. Now, now when when they talk about the frames, right. I'm not even like I will pull mine out. They're right here in front of me. They are not lying when they say there is a bunch of styles. Holy moly, look at you go. There is styles for everything. I thought you wanted me to pick a card. I was going to pick a card. You've got winter. You've got little (laughs) snowflakes. Okay. You've got Valentine's Day with hearts. You've got anniversary frames. Fall, winter. I even have one with a ghost on it and pumpkins. (laughs) serendipity perfect uh... for this time of year Mm -hmm. they're not kidding when they say they have lots of frames like i have a whole little book because i i had Mm. been i had been looking at getting one for a while because zoe loves pictures she loves taking them and i figured you know she can take pictures with it and it prints it right there like an old school polaroid and they're just little small pictures. Now, see, I could see, I could understand if you're one of those kind of people that obviously have a family that or fur babies and you got to go around and, and, you know, it's a good thing to instantly capture those moments right there and then. Like, exactly. Like I could, like if I were to say, oh, there's a beautiful sunset, I got to take the photo of that. Or there's a storm, this beautiful storm, I'm going to take a photo of that. I could okay. see it being that cool. And able to upload it within seconds, 12 seconds, more or less. Mm-hmm. Which would be really cool. It would be an interesting thing to have, you know. But for me, I just, I don't know. I, I don't see what it would do for me to benefit. I mean, I have a phone. I have a, um, I almost said iPad, but I have a tablet. If I want to use, if I want to capture a photo, I would just use one of those two or, or a combination of both. And I don't need well, to frame okay, it. Well, see, <clears throat> you, you've got the people like me mm-hmm. who my wall behind my desk has pictures all over it. I've yeah, got frames totally. mm-hmm. I've got frames everywhere. Right, right. I don't even know how much I paid to get all those pictures printed. The good yeah. thing about that yes they are small pictures they're not that big Mm -hmm. but you pay for this one time and you pay for the film and you can print a lot for free i don't have to go and pay 30 bucks to get 100 photos Mm -hmm. i can just print it out yeah i've taken a picture right there on the spot but what happens when your phone memory gets full and you still want to keep that? That's true. You, you are have right a tiny it. printer. You can print it out. That's true. And you can keep the memory. I so, can see. I, mean, I could. I could see it like that. I can understand it. I, that'd be totally things. My wall is just blank. Not mine. <laughs> Mine's got stuff all over it. <laughs> that also, you know male and female perspective i like to decorate my walls with 
Right. No, if I, you I mean, so much. <laughs> I mean, I here's the thing. Okay, I am a Shutterbug. Ironically enough, if I had a Canon or if I had a oh, really God. decent camera that had a nice telephoto lens, which mm-hmm. is on my bucket list of getting one day. Christmas presents are available right now. You can send them my way. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But for, you know, in general, like a camera, like a nice camera is something that I'd love to do. I would love to take like nature pictures and then and have photos because I have a hallway that would just be perfect with photo, just line right up with photos. It would be really good. I also would frame up my old bands, our very mm-hmm. first CD that we cut. And also the second CD that we cut, our EPs, if you will. I would love to have those framed up nicely. You know, I do have a couple things of me framed. I do have a couple things that are, you know, important that mm-hmm. are, you know, worthy to me that are important that I have framed, uh, stuff like that. But I could see it. You know, I could see that. It'd be kind of cool. Maybe, maybe I'd look into it for one hundred seventy nine ninety nine though from Amazon. I mean, that's not too bad, but it's really not considering it, all you'd have to get after that is the film every now and then. It's okay. Hmm. See, now, the film for the camera only comes in 10-packs, but you can get bundled 10-packs. Okay. So, I mean, it kind of makes up for it. <coughs> Interesting. Anyway. But that's where it's at Amazon right now at, at as of this recording. one seventy nine ninety nine retail. For 109 pounds. 109 pounds. God, what I wouldn't give to be 109 pounds again. (laughs) And moving on. (laughs) Now, when it comes to, like, scheduling, do you like to write stuff down? Um, I I have sticky notes. I do make notations. Yeah, I I do. Like, for lyrics and stuff, I definitely do. I write music and... Anything you would put in a notebook, like... Your doctor's appointments, your lyrics, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've always been one to write stuff down. I've got a horrible memory. (laughs) Got the memory of an elephant. Oh. But they have, and I want one of these. I really do. Okay. They have, it's called a rocket book smart reusable notebook reusable reusable hmm. for the eco-conscious note taker this smart notebook has 32 pages that are easy to wipe clean with a damp cloth when paired with the pilot friction pen the first reusable notepad of its kind they claim it feels just like writing on traditional pad Thanks to its special space-aged paper. It is available in a variety of sizes. And it's hmm. also compatible with the Rocketbook app. This app to... allows you to scan your notes, which will then be saved to a cloud of your choice. So you'll never lose your work and can easily revisit any sketches, notes, or lists in the long run. Now, that's, me personally, I think that is amazing. So, that's weird. <clears throat> Scan notes, which then be saved into a cloud of your choice. 
So you never lose your work. Yes. Mm. Now, you can get it at the time of recording for thirty-four pounds, and you know it's thirty-four ninety-nine in Europe. Okay. And on Amazon, you can get it for twenty-three dollars and thirty cents. And then Walmart, you can get it for twenty-seven dollars and sixteen cents. I mean that doesn't. I mean for thirty-five bucks, that doesn't sound too bad. You know what's interesting is and it's I'm, reusable. I might you consider don't have to waste paper. I might consider getting this for Blondie as a Christmas present, present because of the fact that she's <laughs> constantly, she's writing shit down right and left. I ain't gonna lie, she always writes. You know. So what you do? You get her the notebook. You tell her when she opens it to download the app. Mm-hmm. And that way she can just scan her notes, wipe it away, and still be able to go back to it later. You'll That's never pretty... need another notebook. That's pretty neat. And it comes with a pen and a little rag or microfiber cloth to wipe away your your pen. Hmm. And it comes in a variety of colors. I think she'll like that. And I looked at, at some of the places where you can get it, and it's and and I the one place in particular I think I I can get it I can score one there. Next time I go there, I will definitely look because she'll have no idea. She'll be like, "What the hell are you looking at?" Because that's normally not my area. To, you know, when I go in there, yeah. so this that would actually be one of the best Christmas presents I think for her. There you I, go, Christmas the, shopping on this list. The irony, <laughs> yeah, the irony is, is her birthday is not too far from Christmas too, which makes it even more double the pain to get. Mm-hmm. You know, try to figure out should I give it to her for her birthday or should I give it to her for Christmas? Do that for Christmas and find something else for the birthday. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Give her like um. Electric bikes? You ever you ever played I've around never on been electric on an bike? electric bike. There's one. Never. It's from the UK. It's called Pure Flux One E Bike. Now the E obviously I think is for electronics, but yeah, it's an electric bike, and it doesn't have too bad of a price tag too, from what I've read. It has a bottle-like mounted item on the front of it. The aluminum frame is actually a battery that powers a motor contained within the hub of the rear the rear wheel is it claims to provide pedal assistance for 25 miles so i basically this thing is just pushing the bike for you you're just sitting on it which that's not too bad this bike isn't one for the big days out but should be sufficient for those people who commute and do the short leisure rides so if i'm just you know because i live in a city so if i want to go from here to joe schmo's food restaurant I can a literally mile just, down the road. <laughs> yeah, a mile, two miles. Just go down and just bada boom, bada bing. I could ride this. I would be, uh, I'd be green. I'd be, you know, environmentally clean because I'm just yeah. using electricity instead of, you know, fumes from the car, carbon monoxide, yada, 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 and stuff like that. So I would be pretty green. It has a belt-driven single-speed transmission that, unlike other chains used on most bikes, it does not require oiling. I wish you wouldn't put oil on it because that'd be nasty. And thus, it shouldn't mess up your clothes. Mechanical disc brakes front and rear should provide consistent stopping wherever the weather is. 
Except for snow, I don't think you'd want to ride in snow. I've I've done it before, Fufu. I have rode my bike in snow. It was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, I don't I don't do bikes in snow. Now, for those people who are e-bikers, they'll prove this probably will be extremely popular. The retail price, again, since it's UK, is nine hundred and ninety nine pounds, which isn't too bad, I guess, for an e-bike. That is. I've never really looked at e-bikes, but I, I would get this, though. I think this is one of the ones on this list I would get for myself. I would as well. Cactus, uh, I hate to do this, but I will be right back. Absolutely. We'll keep on going down the list here. I have some things to talk about. Uh, we have some JBL speakers for those who have ever been to a movie theater. Have you ever been to a home theater? People always rag and drag about the bo- the most perfect epic sound ever is the JBLs. And then back in the day, I was like, what the hell is a JBL? Well, the JBLs are a particular line of elite kind of sounding. If you've heard of Dolby Surround, well, JBLs are the classic speakers to go to. Well, they have JBL L52 classic speakers. I can see her, her rabbit sitting there staring at that carrot, so we'll pretend she's there right now. Has the latest and smallest in JBL's line of bookshelf speakers. So these things are little bookshelf speakers. So imagine, if you will, is a smaller sibling of the L82s with a modern twist of a vintage design. Remember those old school, those ones you were rocking back in the 90s or even the 2000s, maybe if you're in college, maybe it's your household, maybe even in your home, you're listening to those damn friggin' long hair bands, you know, you're just chilling, listening to the same man coming through or... Yeah, you get the idea. Anyways, they look like that. They have that vintage brown color. They are two loud way, uh, two way loudspeakers, 130 millimeter, also known as five 25 inch speakers, made using modern acoustic components and claims to deliver a legendary sound to excite any person who enjoys music or sound in general. The stylish unit that has a walnut wood veneer. Cabinetry with a range of colors available from the Quadrex foam grills. It's kind of interesting. I remember my JBLs. I had some. I, I in fact, I even I knew a guy who had um, modified some JBLs. He put them in his his trunk of his vehicle. You know, that's what it was popular back in the day. He'd be thumping down a road, doom 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 doom, and he actually modified it to where he built a shell of it, and then he modified the speakers that way. Instead of having those big subwoofers and stuff, you would have his JBLs in there for the tweets and stuff. And it sounded pretty damn good. I liked it. For a thousand pounds, it could be yours if the price is right. Speaking of things that are right, too, another thing I probably would get into, and for those who are listening at home, if you wanted to deliver to me, it would be great. It is the Samsung Odyssey Neo G9. Take your gaming up a notch with the Samsung Odyssey Neo G9, a next-generation monitor that promises to deliver an unparalleled immersive experience with a curved, get this, guys, ultra-wide 49-inch display. Now, I'm not a big of a fan of the curved... Uh, I almost bought one, but I didn't because I didn't like it. It was a curved monitor. The person, when I was <clears throat> finishing up with my my uh my pc my gaming pc it was like okay you got this you got this is there anything else i said yeah i'm looking for a monitor he's like well, why don't you look at this one we have one right here for 249 it was i forgot what the size of the dimension was 24 inch i think it was and it was a curved monitor that's the only reason why i didn't get it because it was curved i didn't like the curve but 
starting to grow on me a little bit. But this is an ultra-wide 49-inch display that aims to make the dark areas dark, darker and bright areas brighter. It'll be right on top of the action with a cutting-edge picture quality to guide you through the games. Physical display has a glossy white exterior and it features a rear infinite infinity core lighting system, which means you can personalize your setup with 52 colors and five lighting effect options. So you literally could use RGB if you really wanted to. Again, 49 inch display technology that aims to make darker ears darker and brighter areas brighter. It looks really cool. 49 inches. That's big, man. That's that's bigger than the one I'm looking at right now. You are the kind that wants to get this, you can buy this right now on Amazon for a thousand dollars. We'll just we'll say eleven hundred dollars. I think that is. What were we talking about for that price? <clears throat> I think it is a thousand dollars, if I'm not mistaken. We are talking about the forty-nine inch ultra wide Samsung Odyssey Neo G9. Yes, I said oh. it. Oh yes, I've been looking at that. It is huge. It's on sale actually. It's at eight ninety-one forty-nine right now, which isn't too bad. And it's 144 hertz, too, for those who are wondering what was this refresh speed. 144 in, uh, hertz. Damn, I want that. <laughs> I couldn't fit it on my computer. To, I mean, I could fit it, I guess, but holy hell. I would have to move my other monitor over. I mean, that's just like... What would I do with 49-inch TV, though, or display? That would probably be who heavy. Who knows? That would probably be pretty damn heavy. <clears throat> Another thing too I like is is the Kodiak or the Kodak Luma 150 pocket projector. You've probably been to somebody's house. I knew for a fact that I used to live with a person who had a projection TV instead of just a regular TV. They decided, hell, we're gonna shoot the project or the projector screen right onto the wall, which is interesting. This thing is portable enough to fit in a briefcase, and if you need to produce a presentation for your work, buddy. Or your backpack if you'd like to watch a film or enlarge your gaming experience on the Give go. Give me one second, Cactus. I'm Absolutely. The Kodak Luna 150 portable projector pro projector promises to expand the screen to up to 150 inches while delivering the bright, vivid image. 150 inches. So that would be mm, 72 is 6 feet, 12. That'd be over 12 feet. 12 feet, man. Jesus. For Holy jeez, for something that fits in your briefcase? It also has built-in surround sound speakers and a headphone jack for private what? viewing with a battery runtime of only two and a half hours. But it is rechargeable via a mini USB. And it retails, shockingly, for a cheap price of £199 or $199.99 US. Uh, at eBay and or Newegg at time of recording, you can get that again for $199.99. Not too bad for something that you can, a 12 foot screen, geez, a week. Right? Can you imagine that? I mean, that wouldn't be too bad for 100, 200 bucks. I guess that'd be Have good. a movie night in your backyard, project oh, it on the man. back of your house with a nice barbecue pit. Ooh. Right? I'm coming over, girl. You got the barbecue? <laughs> I'll grab the beer. Let's do this. <laughs> Holy Jesus, that sounds so amazing. I could do that right now. Give me a bonfire. Ooh. Now, to go with your little tiny briefcase projector. Mm-hmm. The Grotto SR80X headphones. 
Now, we love the build and design of the headphones. They sound warm, lively, full of bass, while looking both retro and minimal. Hmm. They've recently updated their award-winning range, and our pick of the lot is the SR80X. They are open-backed, which means the audio will bleed out a little, so you may want to take these not want to take these on a train but it does make them lighter and more comfortable to use at home for long periods and it'll make the audio sound roomier than a closed back pair hmm. the new headphones have upgraded drivers too improving the bass and mid-range certainly one of the best sets under the 150 pound mark i mean pounds. they look they look interesting hmm they definitely do have that vintage retro vibe. Oh, yeah, just as explaining uh, when you were AFK there about the JBLs, you, you remember JBLs are one of the top of the line things, but they came in a walnut shell casing, which looks a lot like the old school version of these things, which is kind of cool. I, I was intrigued. I was like, oh, okay, that'd be kind of neat. Speaking of things that are kind of neat too, now this is for those who, uh, I, I, we've we've all had we've all been to places where there's fireplaces and stuff, which is really cool, like log burners and stuff. But <laughs> we know about the polluting fuels and stuff that come, curb emissions, etc., etc. That comes with us. Well, there's a biothenol fireplace, Le Feu, F-E-U. I don't know if that's how you say it or not. I'm not French. It's a bioethanol fireplace. Basically, it is. It's a greener alternative. These fireplaces are from Danish company Le Fibun Biothenol. Bioethanol. <laughs> Try saying that, but I can't. I'm just destroying the name. Le Fibun Bioethanol. Anyways, it's an alcohol produced. <laughs> alcohol produced from biomass like plant waste or straw. This burns cleanly while providing enough heat to warm a room. Of about 20 meters square, 20, you know, not too bad, the company claims. So that's not too bad for something so small. Yeah. You don't need a chimney to install one, although they they recommend cracking a door, not the plumber's bud, but a cracking a door to open to maintain the uh, airflow, which is really cool. You can move this eco burner around your house, just unlike a old log burners, you can't do, you burn the hell out of yourself, basically. Right. You can take it around and get to get it to your face or take it outside, and we trust that that would be an interesting experience. You know, don't put yeah, don't light it or pick it up though. I don't recommend that. But. Yeah, but this is cool. It's like a little compact fireplace that basically is eco friendly. It burns cleaner. It burns through alcohol that is used through like biomass plant waste, which is a good thing because you want to get rid of that. It's a bio, and also through straw. So straw is not too bad. It burns cleanly and it heats rooms up fairly decently too, so that's not too bad. Fifteen hundred and ninety nine dollars for it. It's kind of a steep price tag for a log burner, but hey, if you're in the market for one, and if you want something that's eco friendly and also looks kind of neat, you've got the money. Go for it. Amen. 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 Do it. Looks kind of nice. Do it now. <laughs> anyway, the <clears throat> next gadget on our list looks like the death star <laughs> <laughs> it is called the sing cell alpha speaker i've heard of this before 
It looks like the Death Star. It does. <laughs> it really it's, does. It's rare to find something totally new in home audio. So this spherical speak speaker has definitely caught our attention. The thing, thing is founded by a formal, former Apple designer who says that this is the world's first triphonic speaker, which means it uses three speakers to build sound that fills your room with in a more accurate way. The sound doesn't totally bar me. I don't know what that means. Hmm. But we'll have to wait and hear one in the flesh before we give our verdict. If you've got the spare cash lying around, the company actually suggests you buy three of the speakers for the optimum setup. Hmm. And I think I know why. Why is it? They want you to buy three of them. They are priced at, at time of recording, they are priced at 1,274 pounds or $1,799. Whoa! And they want you to buy three of them. Holy moly! Right. $1,799? Mm-hmm. Times three... Is five thousand three hundred and ninety-seven dollars. That's too much money for a speaker. Hell, you could buy surround <laughs> sound for cheaper than that. I know the one we were talking about last week. You can buy that <laughs> for cheaper than this. By the way, the word "barmy" means crazy. Never, I've never would have hmm. ever thought that it means crazy, which is kind of weird. Going back to the lighting of a fire pit, how about the BioLite Fire Pit Plus? Ooh, who does not like? Yeah, who doesn't like bonfires and barbecues? Yeah, this sounds really interesting. I know a guy in particular that probably would love this because he does barbecuing all the time. Him and his fam, <clears throat> which is really cool. The fire pit plus eliminates smoke by making your fire hotter. Its battery-powered fans at the bottom of the fire basket stoke the flames from the from underneath, from beneath, while the mesh sides let plenty of air in. That's yeah. pretty interesting. It's it's a unique twist to your common everyday grills and stuff. The improved airflow means that flames burn hotter and more efficiently, therefore producing less smoke. Plus, you can put some charcoal in and rest a grill on the top. So you can put charcoal in there. That's some interesting popping and feeding. Do you hear that too, or is it just on my end? I don't hear it. Oh, that was interesting. Uh, you can put some charcoal in it and rustic grill on top of it, and the fans last between 7 and 30 hours, depending wow. on how high they're turned up. Yeah. And the battery, of all things, to be. That lasts a long time. That yeah. can last, like, a day and a half. I mean, that would last you all night. If you're grilling, chilling, you know. Oh, God, yeah. Being having a villain. A time. Oh, yeah, drinking, having fun. It lasts for thirty up to 30 hours on one full charge of the battery, and it can be charged via USB, too. Retail price two sixty nine ninety nine. That's two hundred sixty nine pounds ninety nine, or you could buy it from Surfdown themselves at two hundred seventy seven dollars and forty five cents at the time of recording, and also eBay at two hundred eighty one dollars and ninety five cents. That's some weird numbers. Instead of like mm -hmm. twenty nine ninety nine, we're at two eighty one ninety five or two seventy seven forty five. Interesting. <laughs> now this next one I've actually looked into. Oh yeah. You know, having a kid, 
she's claiming now that she's scared of the dark. So the ways or wise nightlight mm-hmm. was something that I actually looked into. Nice. These nightlights have built-in motion sensors so that they light up when you walk past them. They've got light sensors, so they'll sense when it's starting to get lighter outside and shut down. They're lightweight, battery-powered, and magnetically snapped to a frame that attaches to the wall with sticky tape. So they're simple and easy to install. And perfect for renters because there's no damage. I I was just going to say that'd be perfect. That's a perfect a perfect thing for the person who's renting. Plus, you can link them, so you can have a series of lights that are linked up. When you walk past the first one, the rest of the lights light up, and you can illuminate something. Nice. That'd be pretty cool. That would be an interesting little trick to see. Whoa. That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be <clears throat> awesome. And I think it it's perfect for, you know, a kid's room mm-hmm. or if you have a long hallway in your house or mm. your apartment. You can just stick one on the wall next to the bathroom. You light up the room or the hallway and you can see. See, that would be a really cool thing, too. Not only, I, I look at it as a very universal, very easy to put in, you know, the the chain gang effect there. That's really cool. I can chain them together. I like that. I would use that for ghost hunting, too. I would just yes. throw it out there. Because I use yeah. motion sensors, so, I mean, it works pretty good. And now, the best part about this, mm-hmm. at time of recording, the price is only nineteen ninety nine. Twenty bucks. Hey, 20 bucks. That's cheap. Or 17.19 pounds. Okay. I can so see it's, that. So it's it's cheap. It's affordable. See, I could I could totally go. I I wonder if it was waterproof. That'd be kind of interesting too. And batteries. That would be pretty cool. I don't know if the batteries are are lithium or are they talking about regular batteries are they rechargeable? If they are, then hell, I, I'm not sure. That would be an interesting thing to have, like especially, you know, I mean, if you if you have a hallway that's dark, you don't want to constantly have a nightlight in there. Or if you like for you, if you have, a, you know, a family, you, you just if somebody has to use the bathroom at night or somebody has to go in the other room. Boom, it lights it up. And once that sensor detects there's no movement after a certain time, it turns off. So it saves you electricity, it saves you energy, it saves you from changing the, the light bulbs. So- I, that's a win win. I'd buy that, too. So I just looked it up. You can wirelessly link up to 10 nightlights together. Ooh, wow. It detects motion up to 18 feet away. That's it is battery powered with rechargeable lithium batteries. Lasts there we up go. to three months. Oh. And it's easy installation. There we go. See, some, something like that would be the perfect thing be the perfect thing for anybody who uh, who owns a house or a cardboard box like myself you know hmm. <clears throat> it'd be something in you know something i would look into yes for sure now i don't know how useful this would be for me okay but for people who 
like say like how when you went to your casino and you got the hotel and mm-hmm. you streamed from your hotel room off of your phone right or your tablet this might have been handy for you okay the belkin magnetic phone mount with face tracking interesting this motorized phone stand will pair with your iPhone 12's face tracking to follow you around a room while you strut your stuff on TikTok. Film a YouTube video or make a Zoom call. <laughs> now, I don't know what phone you have, but I'm pretty sure you don't have an Apple. Correct. I have so a droid. It might, it might not work for yours, but for mine, I have the iPhone 12. It capitalizes on the iPhone 12's MagSafe tech, so you can magnetically snap it to the phone to it and just get going. Now, I know more and more phones are slowly starting to do that MagSafe stuff, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so maybe not too far into the future, this will be handy for all phones and not just Apple. I would say I I would probably uh, say yes, because of the fact that you know, as as more things become universal, there's more. If you look at the race, you know you have the race that's happening between Apple and Android. They're they're almost neck to neck when it comes to technology, different things. So eventually, it's going to be like, oh well, if Apple can do it. Hey, I can make a spin off of it. So they they basically you know coincide with each other and stuff like that. So exactly. If you see, I always thought that magnets were horrible for your phone. Because you remember the old school phones not too long ago. If you stuck something on the back of it, like a magnet or whatever like that, or waved it in front, it would have it would, it would cause like waves. It would screw it up majorly. <clears throat> yeah, you could like totally screw it. Like if I did that with my tablet right now, I'd probably F it up. Not probably. gonna be doing, no. But that's what MagSafe is. It's magnet magnetic safe tech Mm. it's something that they're doing with the phones or like my apple watch has a magsafe um charger it's something that they're doing with the batteries and stuff to help keep it from having issues with the magnets it it must be yeah it must be because I think does the iPhone have a I don't think it has a uh, battery in it does it because I think that's what Blondie was saying or the guy at the at the store said they don't have the or is it the storage one of the two it, I think it doesn't have a battery because you can't pop the cover and there you know like it's a built-in a, battery a built-in battery that's what it okay so it's a built-in battery but it's, yeah it's just weird. like mine mine's a built-in battery. But then again, iPhone's been doing the built-in battery for forever. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've just never been a big fan of, the, of of Apple. I mean, if I sat down and looked at it and stuff, it, to me it seems kind of more steps backwards and forwards. Come, the droid is basically just, here it is, and this you push this, and it does that. I mean, same thing could be said on that, I'm sure, but. And to me, it just seems kind of, yeah, I don't know. I just never liked it. I don't know. That's it. The way I see it, a phone is a phone. 
you know, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars on something I stick in my pocket. And if I get maybe 60 calls in a month or 70 calls in a month, you know, I'm not going to spend two thousand dollars or a thousand bucks on, but yeah, I mean, if I'm you know out in a boot and walking around, if I'm doing you know work, talking to people and yep, et cetera, et cetera, I could see it. It'd totally be worth it. But for me, I mean, my phone was I think four hundred and some dollars, but I got it actually for free because of the way he kind of mm-hmm. did the back door of it or whatever. I don't know how he did it, but I had to pay for the month. Then wait for the month to stop paying it on the next month, mm-hmm. and then go back. It was just weird, but hmm. yeah, it's just one of those things. We got time for one more here. Let's talk about this little fitness tracker, these little heart rate monitors by MyZone, the MZ Switch Heart Rate Monitor. This fitness tracker is ready for anything, even if you are not, bunny. It switch measures your heart rate to understand how much effort you're putting into your exercise. But what makes this one unique is that the tracker can slot into different straps to read your heart rate from your wrist, arm, or chest. Oh. Now that's interesting. And it's also waterproof uh, waterproof as well, which I would assume is sweatproof too, if you're running or yep. whatever. Uh, so there are a few activities they won't track, and it means that it'll be able to tell precisely you know, what your workout is, what your heart rate is, and all this stuff. See, it's stuff like that. I mean, if you had to keep track of your heart rate and stuff, eh, you know, there are people I mean, who do it for, like, calorie content and stuff. I could totally get into that, but, you I know. mean, I I have blood pressure issues. My blood right. pressure is high. Right. So I keep track of my heart rate. hmm But then again, I have a watch that does that. Right. It tracks my steps, my mm-hmm. heart rate. Mm-hmm. Um, they have... The upgraded version of mine, which also tracks your blood pressure. That's neat. I mean, why? Me personally, I think it's just because I'm biased. Mm-hmm. Because my phone and my watch go together. Right. But I don't see myself going and getting another fitness tracking watch. I, yeah. Although... It is really cool that you can put different straps on it and put it on your arm or your chest. Yeah, I thought that would be unique because, like you say, if you're running or if you did something you know, that was requiring your, your hands or arms, you could put it on your chest. You could, you know, or vice versa. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're doing something with your chest, you can then put it on your arm. So mm-hmm. I like that du- that durability where you can yeah. switch between them. I like that idea. That's an interesting thing. And for 139 pounds, it's not really that bad. I mean, there's other competitors that are probably in that same bracket, I would assume, mm, for prices. Probably. You know, and it's not too bad. That's by uh, the MyZone MZ Switch Heart Raid Monitor for 139.99, which isn't too bad, I guess. Hmm. I guess it wouldn't be too bad. Uh, we're getting at the top of the hour, Fuhu. This has really been quick this week, you know. I mean, we didn't even get through all of this list. We got maybe a quarter of the way through this list. We could probably hit this in again for next week, and also probably the other one. We could make a we yeah, could make it a trifecta we, if we, we could. We only got to we only got to what was it M's? Yeah, we didn't in the get states. To, yeah, we were just we didn't even get all the way through the M's either. We were touching base in Maine and Maryland, and that was it. Yeah, That's crazy. 
Well, well, that is all the time we have today. We are free to come next week. That's right. So please be sure to check out our prior Megabyte podcast shows. You can find us right on anchor.fm forward slash squeamish cactus. And you can also find us on Spotify as well, too. All you have to do is type in the word Megabyte Podcast and it should show right up for you. That way you'll be able to listen to us on there as well. And there's other Google Pie. You can listen to us in quite a few different things. Oh, yeah. Really cool about that. Until next week, we will see you then. Take care. Have a fine one.